Welcome back to Considerations from the Capitol from the Deeper Dive Podcast. My name is Bill Winnell. It's always joined by Father Larry Swink. Good morning, Father. Hey, good morning, Bill. Today's Thursday, the 13th week in Ordinary Time, also the uh, memorial of St. Maria Goretti. And today, Father will focus on the gospel, uh, continuing with St. Matthew. After entering a boat, Jesus made the crossing and came into his own town. And there people brought to him a paralytic lying on a stretcher. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Courage, child, your sins are forgiven. At that, some of the scribes said to themselves, This man is blaspheming. Jesus knew what they were thinking and said, Why do you harbor evil thoughts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Rise and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He then said to the paralytic, Rise, pick up your stretcher, and go home. He rose and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were struck with awe and glorified God who had given such authority to men. Father. Okay, well, folks, today is, uh, we got this powerful gospel, and also it's the feast of St. Maria Gretti, a very powerful saint, especially for youth. She's the patron of youth. And uh, we see in today's gospel that um, our Lord looks at these people bringing this paralytic on a stretcher, and he says, because uh, he saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, courage, child, your sins are forgiven. And uh, the story of, of, of Maria Gretti uh, there's a twofold thing is her courage and her chastity, but it's also like a, a powerful um, story about her murderers, like conversion because of her witness and her faith. It, it's funny how many times the devil's uh, tactics backfire um, if there, if there's faith and sanctity. And um, so a little bit about her story, you know, she grew up in the, you know, the turn of the 20th century and a uh, farm girl. Uh, she was very young, uh, pretty girl, and uh, on the on the farm was uh, this young man lived there. He was about nineteen or twenty. His name was Alessandro. He was his father was an alcoholic and sort of like a, and I guess like an adopted sort of you know kid that was on the family. He's come up for dinner and all this, and he took a liking to Maria. Uh, he himself, according to the the storyline, uh, kind of heavy into pornography and maybe drinking himself a bit. Uh, probably learned it from his father and um, sort of got into this path of perversion. And um, anyway, long story short, he used to take, make passes at Maria and she used to always kind of get creeped out and, you know, walk away. And she was always kind and, and amiable, you know, and would joke and, and whatnot. And, um, but then what happened was uh, one particular day she, uh, she was alone in the kitchen and Alessandro sort of, you know, made a, made a pass at her and she refused to Alessandra, you can't do this. You know, you're, it's a sin. And, uh, he proceeded to take out a knife and, um, you know, basically attacked her and she fought him off, but then he stabbed her something like 17 times. It was brutal. Like just a brutal, um, left her, you know, bleeding in the kitchen. Mom came just aghast completely like, you know, my baby, uh, they rushed her to the hospital. She died um, after being anointed. And her dying words is said, Lord Jesus, have mercy on Alessandra. I forgive him. Just amazing. And uh, so long story short, Alessandra was was taken off into prison. You can actually see a picture of it, a real picture of him being you know, handcuffed and brought out of the farmhouse. It's it's pretty amazing. I just looked at it and I was, you know, and he's just got his head down. He's full of rage and anger. 
And uh, apparently they tried to get a priest to come see him. He attacked the priest. So like that, that went on and that sort of stopped. And, uh, but then apparently Maria Gretti, uh, Gretti appeared to him in a dream and said, Alessandro, I forgive you. Please ask forgiveness for what you've done. And uh, he converted. Uh, he went, he called for a priest and apparently it was pretty instantaneous after this vision. Um, he um, asked for forgiveness from, from her. And, uh, and so then what happened was um, he did, uh, he did about 27 years of, uh, you know, more in jail. And when he was released in prison, he, um, he went straight to Maria's mother, the house. And, According to the story, he knocked on her door and you can imagine like, this is 27 years later, right? So mom's got to be up there in age. The kids are all grown, you know, for the most part. And, um, he said, um, he said to the, to, I think her name was Asunta. He said, Asunta, uh, I want to ask you forgiveness for murdering your daughter. And he, with tears in his eyes and she turned to her kids and say, Hey, come on down, meet the man who made Maria a saint. And uh, so that night he asked publicly for forgiveness uh, from the whole community, from mom and the community at a Christmas mass. And you can imagine probably how awkward yet beautiful it might've been. I don't know how it was taken, but um, what happened is he um, soon thereafter joined a Franciscan monastery as a lay brother and basically lived there and just worked as a, just a brother in this in this religious community for many years and uh, when he was 80 years old he wrote a letter which you can find i want to read it because it's just so beautiful about because of maria and her mom's faith how he converted and he says this i'm nearly 80 years old and i'm about to depart looking back at my past i can see that in my early youth i chose a bad path which led me my to to ruin myself my behavior was influenced by print, mass media, and bad examples, which are following them by the majority of young people without even thinking. And I did the same. I was not worried. There were a lot of generous and devoted people who surrounded me, but I paid no attention to them because of a violent force blinded me and pushed me toward a wrong way of life. And we talked about that yesterday. When I was 20 years old, I committed a crime of passion. Now that my memory represents something horrible for me, Maria Gretti, now a saint, was my good angel, sent me through Providence to guide me and save me. I still have impressed upon my heart her words of rebuke and of pardon. She prayed for me. She interceded for me and for her murder, and 30 years of prison followed. If I had been of age, I would have spent all my life in prison. I accepted to be condemned because it was my own fault. Little Maria was really my light, my protectress with her help. I behaved well during the 27 years of prison and tried to live honestly when I was again accepted among the members of society. The brothers of St. Francis Capuchins from Marche welcomed me with angelic charity into their monastery as a brother, not as a servant. I've been living with the community for 24 years, and now I am serenely waiting to witness the vision of God, to hug my beloved ones and be next to my guardian angel and, my, and her dear mother, Asunta. I hope this letter that I wrote can teach others the happy lesson of avoiding evil and always the, and, and following the right path. Like little children, I feel that religion with its precepts is not something we can live without, but rather it is a real comfort. 
the real strength in life that the only safe way in every circumstance, even those pain ones of life, signed Alessandro Salinelli. And uh, believe it or not, he's actually venerable and his process for canonization is up. So, I, I, you know, what a feast day. You know, a woman, you know, this girl who preserved her chastity, but then her incredible mercy. And because of her faith, this, uh, you know, murderer uh, is on his way to canonization. So St. Maria Gretti and Venerable Alessandra, pray for us.